Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. The White House revolving door takes another turn. David Shulkin is out. Plus... Could President Trump eliminate two key positions from his staff? And a 1990s sitcom returns to the delight of viewers, including one very prominent one in the West Wing. This is the State of America tonight. Seems like every week that goes by, there's another firing here at this White House. The Veterans Affairs Secretary David Shulkin is out. Shulkin will be replaced by the president's doctor. Bonnie Jackson. We think that um, uh, Dr. Jackson is going to make a tremendous uh, secretary of Veterans Affairs. He is being advised that he may not need these uh, roles of chief of staff or communications director. The president is increasingly um, seeming to manage his cabinet more like this is a reality TV show. The president called Roseanne to congratulate her and thank her for her support. We just kind of had a private conversation. Hello, I'm Manu Raju, live in New York. This is State of America Tonight. By now, all of us are probably used to the Trump White House and its non-traditional approach to government. Hirings and firings on Twitter, anyone? But the president could be poised for an even bigger break from the past, at least if his outside advisors get their way. As Hope Hicks now departs as communications director, his advisors say he doesn't need anyone in that role or as chief of staff. And while the president has not made any decisions about John Kelly, CNN has learned that he hasn't totally dismissed the idea out of hand. Now, that news comes as David Shulkin, the embattled Secretary of Veterans Affairs, was fired. And yes, over Twitter. Taking over for him, Ronnie Jackson, the president's doctor and Navy admiral, to run a massive federal bureaucracy. We think that um, uh, Dr. Jackson is going to make a tremendous uh, secretary of Veterans Affairs. This is a man who, as a doctor, understands medicine, as an active duty member, uh, understands the military. He understands what uh, veterans need uh, in the 21st century. Jackson also understands what his potential new boss needs, and that's praise. A source tells CNN that Jackson's full-throated defense of Trump's health is one reason why he was tapped for the job. Here's a sampling of what Jackson said in January. There's no indication whatsoever that he has any cognitive issues. The president, you know, he's very sharp. He's very articulate. A lot of energy and a lot of stamina. You know, look at his vision. I mean, he's, uh, you know, he's 71 years old. I mean, he can drive if he wants to without glasses. I mean, he washes his hands frequently. He uses, uh, you know, Purell. The president's health is excellent because his overall health is excellent. He has incredible genes, I just assume. I think he will remain fit for duty for the remainder of this term and even for the remainder of another term uh, if he's elected. But one Republican member of the House Armed Services Committee says it will take more than just flattery for Jackson to succeed. This is an organization that's over half the size of the United States Army. Uh, And unless it's going to be tough, uh, nothing's going to change. I'm going to lay it out to him what he needs to do. But I, I think if he fails to clean house, he will fail. 
Yet in the view of one prominent Republican senator, a few kind words can go a long way with this president. You could be the pope and criticize him. It doesn't matter. He'll go after the pope. You could be Putin and say nice things and he'll like you. Here's what I found. He's a street fighter. It's not the color of your skin that matters. It's not the content of your character. It's whether or not you show him respect and like him. Speaking of liking the president, one of his ardent supporters returned to primetime TV this week after a 21-year break. How could you have voted for him, Roseanne? He talked about jobs, Jackie. He said he'd shake things up. I mean, this might come as a complete shock to you, but we almost lost our house the way things are going. Have you looked at the news? Because now things are worse. Not on the real news. Oh, please! The occasion prompted a surprise phone call, yes, from the president, to actress Roseanne Barr. It was pretty exciting, I'll tell you that much. They they said, uh, hold please for the president of the United States of America. And, uh, you know, that was about the most exciting thing uh, ever. You know, he's just happy for me. I've known him for many years, and he's done a lot of nice things for me over the years. And uh, so it it was just a friendly conversation about working and, uh, you know, television and ratings. And speaking of ratings, it seems neither Roseanne nor the president has lost their touch. Her show drew in 18 million viewers. 10% more than when it went off the air in 1997. And the battle between Stormy Daniels and the president, however, that led to the highest ratings in 10 years for 60 Minutes, with 22 million viewers. Now, after several days out of the public spotlight, the president today returns to the spotlight, taking his infrastructure push directly to voters in Ohio, as he is right now. The speech comes as Russia retaliates against the U.S. after Trump ordered dozens of Russian diplomats to leave the country. CNN White House reporter Dan Merica joins me now. Uh, Dan, any indication about why the president has maintained a public silence for the past week and only is emerging just now? And, And any noteworthy comments from the president at this event today? Hey, Manu. Yeah, the president has been advised, actually, by friends and advisors, mostly people outside the White House, to lay low and not comment on these Stormy Daniels accusations. And he has followed that, which is a feat in and of itself. It's difficult for anyone in this White House to press the president to do anything, especially when it comes to his uh, very active Twitter account. And and he hasn't commented yet. He was behind closed doors for much of this week. You're exactly right. He, He uh, traveled to Ohio today and get, is giving a speech actually right now in a suburb of Cleveland. What we're seeing, though, is that the president is meant to be talking about infrastructure in Cleveland. He he went out there to talk about his plan that he's trying to push on Capitol Hill that really hasn't gotten a lot of traction to date. Uh, but the speech has kind of been a, uh, a broad brush speech where he's tackled a number of issues. He's mentioned Hillary Clinton a number of times. He's pledged to protect Second Amendment rights. He mentioned John, uh, a former Supreme Court Justice's op-ed in the New York Times that proposed repealing the Second Amendment. So what you're seeing from this president is that although he is leaving the White House, is giving this speech on infrastructure reform, uh, he's not sticking to that script. And that will frustrate some in the White House who want to make infrastructure something that gets done this year. As you well know, it's very difficult to get anything done in a midterm election year, which we are in right now. Uh, Some in the White House actually think that infrastructure could be something that maybe is able to get done, get bipartisan support. But even that 
could be very difficult in this midterm election year. Money. Difficult, too, when the president does not stay on message. Yeah. But, uh, Dan, I want to get you about the news that just happened moments ago. Russia announcing they're expelling yeah. 60 U.S. diplomats in response to that U.S. move from earlier this week. Any White House reaction to what Moscow is doing? Yeah, so far, we have not heard from the White House or the National Security Council uh, they kind of expected this to happen, frankly. When they announced that they were uh, closing the uh, consulate in Seattle and s- sending 60 Russian diplomats home from the United States, they fully expected that the Russians would do something very similar. You know, the Russian embassy here even tweeted a suggestion of what, uh, what consulate they should close in Russia, what American consulate they should close in Russia. So they expected this fully, and obviously this is part of a back and forth that has drawn out uh, for a number of weeks now between the United States and Russia. We still haven't heard President Trump directly comment on why these actions were taken to punish Russia for what they uh, had the poisoning of uh, a former Russian spy in the United Kingdom. He has remained mum on that as well, and that has been something that has come up multiple times at the White House press briefing, and, and he's yet to comment on that. But uh, aides here who have been dealing with, with issues regarding Russia for a number of months now, even, even years, fully expected uh, the, the, the Russian government to respond in kind once they decided to expel uh, Russian diplomats from the United States. Yeah, I mean, ultimate question, will the president respond or will yeah. leave it to his associates and advisors as he's been doing uh, for so many weeks now? Dan Merica, thank you. Coming up, new details on Stormy Daniels and alleged hush money. President Trump and his personal attorney will not have to give depositions in the case, at least for now. The panel weighs in next. Several updates now on adult film star Stormy Daniels and her case against the president. A spokesman for Mr. Trump's personal attorney, Michael Cohen, denies the president knew anything about hush money. The president was not aware of the agreement. Uh, At least Michael Cohen never told him about the agreement. I could tell you that. Not aware about the agreement. What about the money? He was not aware about any of it. He was not aware. He wasn't told about it. Michael Cohen left the option open. That's why he left that signature line. The option option open to go to him. He chose not to. But Press Secretary Sarah Sanders would not go that far. The president has denied the allegations. We've spoken about this issue extensively, and I don't have anything else to add beyond that. Anything beyond that, I would refer you to the outside counsel. I can assure you, though, our panel tonight, they have plenty to say. Bill Press is host of The Bill Press Show. Jack Kingston is a CNN political commentator and former senior advisor to the Trump campaign. Rick Wilson is a Republican strategist and author of the upcoming book, Everything Trump Touches Dies. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining me today. Jack, I want to first uh, start with you. Is it really believable that the president had no knowledge of this $130,000 payment to allegedly silence Stormy Daniels just days before the elections. Is it believable that the president did not know about that? Well, I think it's believable to the extent that Michael Cohen, as his personal and family lawyer and organizational lawyer, non-political, probably handled a myriad of different issues over many years for the Trump family. And I think that Michael Cohen, in his own knowledge of the situation, probably acted accordingly. I do not believe he was in direct contact with the president at that period of time. And I would say this, while I'm not a lawyer, I was an insurance broker, and I know that I handled things for my clients 
quite often, and um, later, if it was something that uh, I, I did on their behalf, I, I would tell them about it. Sometimes I wouldn't, but my job was somewhat to protect them and act in a fiduciary capacity, which is what Mr. Cohen did. But, Bill Price, I want to bring you into the conversation. There was this ruling today by a federal judge that put a temporary end to efforts to depose a president and Michael mm -hmm. Cohen, saying that the judge said it was premature as these arbitration proceedings uh, were advancing. So I I'm wondering, Stormy Daniels' attorney does plan to try again to depose a president, but do you think there's a chance that this legal battle being waged by Stormy Daniels, that it actually may not lead to anything? Uh, first, I got to say, I know a lot of lawyers, and uh, uh, I don't know any lawyer who would pay $130,000 out of his own pocket willingly and, 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 and never get any penny of it back. But on your point, look, I think probably the judge did the right thing here. Uh, I think Avenatti, he's being aggressive, he's very bold. I think it was a premature move for him to depose the president. But the judge did say it wasn't a denial, it was a delay. Uh, and so we could see a deposition on the part of the president. The judge would also throw this case out still in arbitration. But if it gets to a de deposition, I think that is a minefield for Donald Trump. I mean, he wants to depose him for two hours, Manu. I can't imagine Donald Trump going two minutes without telling a lie, let alone two hours, and tell the truth the whole time. But Bill, bad, bad move. And, and, Bill, this look, is, this is what Avenatti wants. Yeah, it is what Avenatti wants. You know, Avenatti is... Go ahead, Jack. He's, he's, he's a attorney. pathetic Fine. kid in the back of the class. He's, he's a pathetic kid in the back of the class wanting to be recognized <laughs> oh, Jack, by the big on. kids. Um, yeah. Everything he's doing, this he's, is a huckster. This he's is representing his client, This is not Jack. a real lawyer. Jack. Come on. Let me bring Rick Wiggleson into the conversation. You know, the president has been silent for the past week uh, over the, about any of these allegations. Sure. We're just seeing him in the spotlight today. Uh, do you think this uh, strategy of silence is a way that the White House has to handle this, or should they actually address uh, what actually happened here on its merits? Well, I think there are two problems with the White House right now. First, I really want to say briefly, if you're comparing Mark Avenatti uh, or, or Michael Avenatti, who went to George Washington University uh, and is a widely respected attorney, versus Michael Cohen, who went to a strip mall law school, <laughs> rated the worst law school in the country, and has, has been nothing but a fixer his entire career. Rick, you know, Avenatti's a Democrat now, no, but let me Would say you this. allow that? Would you allow that? Let me say He's this. Let me say this about the White House strategy is they have a situation right now where there are two people in this world Donald Trump won't speak about or cross, Vladimir Putin and Stormy Daniels. There is something here that is so off-kilter for Trump's normal pattern of behavior. This guy is an equal opportunity offender for anyone he decides he's going to go and go to and declare Trumpian jihad upon. Ask, and he will go out and attack uh, anybody you know, you in know, his actually, way except Stormy Daniels or Vladimir Putin. It's really a fascinating uh, uh, behavioral okay. thing with him. You guys are mad because Trump is not being baited by this P.T. Barnum con job. I mean, that's all it is. And, and you will allow that Avenatti is a Democrat threat. operative. That's, that's his Jack, path. Jack, isn't, isn't this a threat to the, to the, isn't this a threat to the presidency, Jack? This lawsuit. I, I, you know what? I feel a lot better that Trump is worrying about North Korea and the economy and ISIS and not worrying about this, this, well, these uh, people. Um, well, uh, I, I just mind if I well, may. Let's, think, let's think also about what Stormy Daniels doing. But mind if I may? I'm just going to point Go out. Ahead, Bill. Yeah, I want to. Uh, North Korea is absolutely important, but let's not ignore the fact Donald Trump 
has a triple legal threat right now that he's got to deal with. He's being sued by three, um, two women for hush money, another woman for sexual assault, some reservos. That's one front. He's got the money front now as of yesterday. The question about the emoluments uh, related to his Trump uh, hotel here in Washington, D.C. And by the way, there's this guy named Robert Mueller out there, right? Who's still on his case? <laughs> the, and Trump this can't even news. hire this a lawyer. This is what you guys have been no, this is what you guys have been having your fingers crossed well, about me, all year long. Remember, in this, let me, let me get back to Avenatti a minute. In the contract, there is a clause that says disputes would go through arbitration and they would be done in a confidential manner. If he's such a great lawyer, why is he totally ignoring that clause? I want to. I want to just if get into one other piece. No, no knowledge of it. Why was he a signatory to the to the NDA then? Yeah. Why was well, what, his, under the name David yeah. Dennison? Why was Trump a signatory to it if he knew nothing of it and Cohen knew nothing and Cohen didn't tell him about it? That's a really interesting point because it's well, obvious yeah. that that he didn't know about it. I think if you go back, back, I, you ask yourself, I want to get I want to get one other think, piece of. I want to get one other piece of information uh, in news in here before as we get as we move forward about this constant churn in this administration, the controversy surrounding the VA Secretary David Shulkin, and uh, you know in the hiring of Dr. Ronnie Jackson, who was hired via this Trump tweet yesterday. Uh, you know, even David Shulkin didn't seem too comfortable when asked this morning about how he learned he was fired. Take a listen to this. You know. Um this issue of uh, this intrigue about how people find out and things like that really doesn't have any interest to me. Um, this is part of all this Washington nonsense that, frankly, gets in the way. What I'm really concerned about is making sure that the progress that we have to do as a country for veterans continues and that we're, we're doing the right things for our veterans. Rick, uh, I'm wondering why don't you think the president likes to fire people himself. He leaves it to his advisors and associates. He does it by Twitter. Why doesn't he like to pick up the phone and do it himself? Donald Trump is the classic false bravado guy. He's brave and he puts on a brave face. He's the toughest guy, the bad negotiator, you know, the guy who's willing to say you're fired. But when it's not reality television or when it's not mediated by Twitter or he's not able to hide behind, you know, a, a wall of security, he's kind of a coward. He's kind of a guy who doesn't really have a lot of of, of, of integrity about himself. So he, he, he tries to hide from consequential decisions. And, and I think there's also a mean streak in Donald Trump where he likes the public humiliation. He likes to denigrate people. He likes to, to make sure that people, you know, don't get any of the normal courtesies that would exist in any other normal workplace. And that the insults are part of that. And the tweeting is an insult when they're fired. We're going to have more to discuss, and I'm sure, Jack, uh, you disagree with that fully. We'll talk more about other topics ahead in the next I don't want break. to shock Rick, but perhaps. <laughs> Coming up, we're looking ahead to the November elections. Democrats may be eager for a shot at regaining control of Congress, but a brand new poll says Republicans could make it close. Stay with us. Two hundred and twenty one days. That's how long it is until the midterm elections in November. Democrats, Democrats cannot wait. Well, Republicans have a genuine fear of losing control of Congress. But a brand new CNN poll finds American voters aren't so sure they're going to kick out Republicans in November. The poll gives the Democrats just a six point lead on the generic congressional ballot. That's way down from last month when the poll gave Democrats a 16 point lead. 
Let's get back now to the panel. Uh, Bill Press, should Democrats be concerned about their shrinking advantage here? Absolutely. First of all, I don't think this is good for Republicans. They've had con- necessarily they've had control of the House since 2010. Uh, they've had control of all three branches of, I mean, all three houses of the, the Congress and the White House for over a year. They should be doing a lot better than this. Uh, but that's a narrow margin for Democrats. Democrats, I think, this is a warning shot for Democrats that while they've got a good shot at taking back the House, by no means is it uh, going to happen. For, take it for granted. You know the numbers. As we all know, they need 23 seats now because Conor, Conor Lamb got elected. Normally, the party in power with the president there in the first midterms loses 43 seats. So this is doable. Uh, but Democrats uh, have a lot of work to do between now and November. And I want to bring in some of the more than the poll numbers here showing a Democratic advantage when it comes to voter enthusiasm. 51 percent of Democrats say they're very enthusiastic or extremely enthusiastic about voting compared to 36 percent. For Republicans. So, Jack, do you think that Republicans should be concerned about the lack of enthusiasm among voters? Absolutely. I agree with Bill. This is not good news for uh, Republicans because the intensity is a very, very important factor. Now, what Republicans do have going for them is a good economy. Consumer uh, confidence is up and unemployment is down. But the other thing that's not reflected in this poll is that last month or in February, Republicans raised $12 million. Democrats had to borrow $2 million. Democrats are in debt $6 million, whereas Republicans have $42 million cash on hand. Comparing that to the midterms in 2014, we had 10 million cash on hand. So we have a a great monetary advantage, but it's not enough. That intensity factor, you can't put a a price tag on. So Republicans need to run scared. And as Bill mentioned, 23 seats is what Democrats need to take back the House. Rick Wilson, you've worked on Republican campaigns for years. Uh, I'm wondering if you're sensing a wave, a Democratic wave this year, and how big do you think that's going to be? How many seats do you think Republicans could lose? Well, I think that we're looking at, if you look at some of the voter models right now, it looks like the number should be somewhere around between 35 and 40 seats in the worst case scenario. And in the, in the best case scenario, Republicans basically end up with a tie ball game in the House. And I, I think both Jack and Bill made a, a relevant point. You know, this, 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 the, the movement in this number um, is not great news for the Republican Party because we are very strongly dependent right now on three factors. Uh, a continued economic picture that looks positive, which is in the eyes of most people based on two things, unemployment rate and the stock market. If either of those two go in, a, in the wrong direction, I think we're in some trouble. Um, and Republicans are facing the fact that when they're associated with Donald Trump, Democratic enthusiasm goes through the roof. They will crawl over broken glass to vote against Republicans who they perceive to be Trump-oriented uh, or Trump supporters or, or Trump allies. Um, we saw that in Virginia. We saw that in Pennsylvania. And in, in, in all these cases, there's a lot of concern among rank-and-file Republican members right now who are in suburban districts, who are in these places that look a lot like Pennsylvania 18 or a lot like Virginia. Um, and there's probably about 20 of those folks who right now you know, wake up at night and wonder what they're going to do uh, in, in January of next year because they're not going to be in Congress anymore. So it is definitely a, a situation where well, the Democratic enthusiasm is very high. And Bill, Bill, real quickly. And, and it's uh, interesting. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jack. You can, you can make your point. Uh, I was just saying, it's interesting in Pennsylvania 18 that you had a candidate who ran as a pro-gun candidate, guy who was a moderate, personally pro-life, 
pro-coal and so forth. But Pennsylvania is being reapportioned right now. There's going to be brand new districts, which uh, Connor Land is going to have to turn around and run in. So th that's a wild card. There's a lot of those kind of skirmishes around that could have a big effect. He's got a better, dis he's got a better district now. And we're going to have to leave it there, panel. Bill, Jack, Rick, thank you for joining us today. Thanks, this Mara. is day Thanks, 434 Mara. of President Trump's administration, and that's the state of America tonight. Check out our podcast, subscribe at Apple Podcasts or your favorite app. And we'll be back here tomorrow. When you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.